0: There's no 54321 anymore. Oh,
1: great. We're just
0: in the thick of it right away.
1: (laughs) Just cold open, cold open. I love you like La La La. And we're back. <laughs> just a cold open every time. Emma was just saying that we are recording this podcast uh, just mere hours after the last podcast <laughs> dropped.
0: Yeah, Because Alex.
1: it dropped two weeks Alex after we recorded it. was busy
0: and didn't get the other one out. And then he, when I was like, hey, did you get that up? He was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it today. And I was like, today? I thought you did it already. And then he was like, oh, you never gave me an episode description. And I was like, what? There's, what do you mean, an episode
1: description? Yes. So what are the five topics? Dogs, (laughs) kids, jobs. Pick three. We probably hit it. Misogyny. Yeah.
0: I'm tired. You're tired. It's been a long week. Like, you don't literally put, I told him, like, put, it's been a long week in every single one and it would always be true. So he was like, well, next time put in the description
1: right away. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess <laughs> because it's like- because the people who listen to this podcast are like, I'm gonna make a decision whether I'm yeah. listening to this or not based on the description, or somebody's gonna like stumble upon. Yeah. This. They're gonna this find podcast. it and be like, oh, what did they? T- I don't know if I'm into this. What they talk about,
0: and it's like. <laughs> The same thing. Skipping this one. The same. I did get a very nice message from someone, which is why I thought the episode was up. Oh. I got a, two, actually, really nice messages that were like, oh, Couples skate get, gets me through the week. Thank God for you both. Which I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no offense to either one of us, but I am always surprised that people listen to this because it seems. I always forget that it is a podcast. Same. <laughs> Same. Uh I'm always I'm always like, "Oh yeah. That's right. A description of what?" Oh, uh, us talking. Our oh, our podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh so apparently he wants us to be more professional. Oh. In our our Lady's Balcony podcast.
1: <laughs> our uh, inadvertent uh occasional Yeah. Ladies balcony podcast. Yeah. There's the title. There's there's Ladies, the subject. There's right the now. description. There, I just we
0: just wrote it. <laughs> Ladies balcony podcast. We're not on the patio at your house. We're at my house up on the balcony. Yeah. For um, the second
1: time. It's yeah. really nice up
0: here. It is nice. Uh I don't spend a ton of time up here. I did. Did you see I got rid of the spider
1: webs for you? Last yeah. week we were out here. It was, <laughs> it,
0: was it was
1: really was spooky season. Rustic. It was rustic. <laughs> yeah, right now at this very second. Bodhi is cleaning our back patio which nice. has been for months just covered with the detritus from the wedding the detritus from the season the harvest of uh tomatoes and peppers that we had to frantically do before the frost yeah. and so it's just disgusting and so I made Dave make Bodhi <laughs> clean it off so maybe next time we will be out on yeah the patio because it'll be clean finally I made the kids do – we're having a Halloween party tomorrow for, like,
0: just family stuff. Uh, come just by, family. Just family. <laughs> just no, by the way, it's come, just family. Come joke. by if you want, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> it's, Honestly, it's like – the laziest party I've ever thrown. Alex was, like, stressing out about it today, and I, he was like, what are your plans for the party? What are we doing? And I was like, I'm making chili, and I'm going to grill some hot dogs. And he was like, that's it? And I was like, that is it. I am very busy, and I'm very tired. And I didn't really want to have a party, but the kids... It's such a tradition at this point that I think the kids could hardly live without it. So I was like, fine, we'll do it. But I'm so busy. So he was like stressing and I was like, "I'm no, I'm going to put some chips out. I'm going to buy some Halloween candy. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. all I'm doing.
1: I might buy some donuts. That's it. Yeah. Halloween on a Monday night. Yeah. And it ends up being this like protracted holiday because people have things for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then by the time you get to Monday, it's just... You know, whatever is left over. Yeah. So I just we did we did oftentimes do a Halloween party, too. But after this fall, I was like, no, just like we're skipping this one. I mean, we're going to hand out candy. We did a little bit of decorating. I put my um, zombie mummy uh, children in the window. They're really creepy. Nice. Scattered some bones about. Yeah. Like you do. I didn't do anything. We didn't get pumpkins. I haven't. This is the
0: first year, and like I can remember where I didn't do a single thing. Partly because it really snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. I was really like, "Oh my gosh, Halloween that's coming up!" But it was like in my head where it's like a month or two away, and now all of a sudden it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. We don't even have pumpkins. I told Alex uh, while you're out, grab some pumpkins. We're
1: not carving them. We didn't. We didn't carve ours for mm. the first time ever, but we did put them out. We had a terrible pumpkin harvest this year, so it was really depressing. Yeah,
0: we didn't get hardly anything. Tomatoes too. We we went through, you know, did the thing where you get all the green tomatoes before Mm -hmm. the plants freeze. We the whole season got like ten ripe tomatoes, and but when I went to harvest or just grab the green. There, we have, like, 400 green tomatoes. Yeah. So we got tons of tomatoes, but they never ripened for some reason. So do you just leave them in a box and yeah, let them Yeah, I just did ripen? the flats, yeah. you know, down in the cellar. We have a million, which is actually very – this is in my uh, – for a while, that was my recording studio down there. Before, I was just like, it's too musty and depressing down here. I can't do it. But so I haven't – we don't really go down there a whole lot. And um, when I was cleaning up after, the like, using the recording studio stuff, moving it for something else – I found last year's tomatoes.
1: Oh, really? And they were mostly still good, like red tomatoes. I
0: was like, oh, okay, interesting. So Yeah,
1: Yeah, we have a bunch. They're on our fireplace um, right now uh, getting ripe, but we did have a ton. And uh, we had a a million peppers as well. Again, none of them had turned red, so I had to make all the ristras to hang them because otherwise they rot. So you have to tie them in these big bundles. yeah. So I did that all last weekend, and they're ripening fast. I ran out of your hot sauce last night. Well, good news. There's more coming and some different ones this year. Did I mention I did all Heirloom Italian peppers this year? You did not, no. So they are... um, They are spicy peppers, but they're Italian varietals. So I'm making, instead of my Basque hot pepper sauce, an Italian pepper sauce. I can't wait. And it's so far going to be really good. And then I did, um, we smoked some of the peppers. So we're going to do a smoky pepper sauce. Oh, that'll be amazing. (laughs) I can't And then we have a whole bunch of um, scotch bonnets. So I'm thinking about making kind of like a mango more um, Caribbean style. Oh yeah, yeah. But oh, that's I cannot
0: wait for all of that because mm-hmm. I hid yours in the fridge and uh, would get it out in secret and use it because the kids love hot sauce too. But I would always like wait till nobody was home and then and then put it on stuff and then hide it back in my little hidey hole.
1: Well, I should have enough this year that uh, I can give you a bottle for yourself. And maybe a bottle for the kids no, of no. each of no, the flavors. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> you
0: c- do. Yeah, sure. Give me two bottles, and yeah, I'll totally share that other bottle. They're they're definitely worth. We we ended up with. Um, I went through the Taco Bell drive through the other day with the kids, and the guy was like, "Do you want so- hot sauce?" And I was like, "Yeah, a bunch, please." And he was like, "Okay." And then he handed us our bags. And when we got home, he had given me an entire bag full of of Taco Bell hot sauce. And I was like, this is incredible. This is Merry Christmas. What a haul. (laughs) Yeah. I was like this is it. This is all anybody's getting this year. Uh, It was so much hot sauce. And I was like, well, this is all we're eating now, I guess, because because what are you going to throw those away? No, that's wasteful. So now we gotta get through- uh, All those packets that you can't open and it like squirts all over yeah. everything. And, and it really only just, like, has like all a quarter your, all your teaspoon. Yeah. Like when you really get it out of there. Yeah. I do like their hot sauce though.
1: Really? So, yeah. yeah, I don't know.
0: I hadn't had Taco Bell since high school. I just am not like a fast food person. I have such a tender stomach that like, I just hadn't eaten it. And the kids convinced me like a month ago to eat Taco Bell and I was like, this is really fucking good. <laughs>
1: Which I'm sure it is. Oh, my God. It have was you ever phenomenal. had, okay, pro tip, no baked cookies. <laughs> as
0: long as we're really eating trash. Oh, my God. Uh, I have. In fact, I just went to a little old lady craft fair uh, the other day with my mom for the holiday craft fair at the church. We always like go to this little thing together. And um, I bought some no-bake cookies there. And Calvin said, like Bodie, they were the best cookies he had ever had. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> really? These yeah, are... So I was telling telling Emma the story. I've started the cookie season baking for the uh, holidays and Which I Which explain,
0: like that's not just for your friends and family. No, that's for no, the winery. It's, it's for
1: the winery. And so we do cookie boxes every year and we have for, I don't know, twenty years or something. And so we make lots and lots of different kinds of cookies and we've uh perfected our recipes. But when you do the cookie box, you know, you want to make sure that it you don't have duplicates or you don't have, you know, too many chocolate infused cookies. And they're or, like...
0: Fancy cookies. Fancy cookies. Fancy like Russian tea cakes and like little things that you've never Millionaire had. Millionaire. Spitzers uh, or whatever those are. Like sometimes they're something I've never had before. They're amazing cookies.
1: Yeah, we always try and do some crowd pleaser favorites and then always do new kinds of cookies. So I've literally made like every possible kind of cookie there is and, you know, looped Bodie in uh, many years ago to help with the cookies because he also loves to eat cookies. And so I was making cookies yesterday and I was like, so what's your favorite kind of cookie? And he said, no bake cookies, which is something (laughs) that I have never made and would never go in the cookie box. And I was so offended that I've spent (laughs) literally like half of his childhood, you know, making these Unbelievably delicious cookies, cookies and you cannot buy, yeah, anywhere, and maybe a very with fancy French bakery with the best French possible bakery. ingredients, the best yeah. chocolate, the best butter, nuts, the fancy be-
0: <laughs> butter, everything, like everything. I look forward to that cookie box every year, and again, do not share it with the kids, hide it, and I and I like bite, you know, I'll eat like half a cookie and enjoy it because they are so fancy. And he's like, No, I like these <laughs> these shitty no these bake trash cookies, cookies that these even- home ec, <laughs> fucking.
1: Fourteen minute cookies. Not even yeah, that. With four like minutes. yeah, with like generic oatmeal and yeah. that waxy chocolate.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I was just like, really, dude? Like, well. Anyway, remind me never to ask him that question again. <laughs> I I should never ask the what's your favorite question no. to him because the answer always hurts my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> because it never has anything to do with me yeah. or his life at our house. Yeah. Ever. No,
0: of course not. No, I'm sure that's the same with my kids. Well, and that's, you know, I, I cook so much for them and I have been, since they were children, you know, I make enchiladas and chicken pot pie and chili and like all these things that other people, when I've made it for them are like, Jesus, this is amazing. But my kids are like, a lot of onions in this batch. I'm like, a lot of onions in this. This is, you're so lucky to have a parent who is this good at cooking and they just have no idea. They yeah. have no idea. Can
1: you even imagine having a cake stand with a different kind of cookie on it every single no. time no. you go to the cookie stand? I mean, this is his fucking existence. This is his life. He's yeah. just living in a, uh, I made three cookies. different kinds of cookies already this weekend. I've got another one chilling. I was going to bring you some, but they're none of them are baked yet. Uh, so, I and I was. Running. I would
0: have still eaten. Eating them for sure.
1: <laughs> well, I'll just bring you some when they're when they're done. But yeah, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, no bake. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't can... ask
1: the questions you don't want to know the answer no, to. Do
0: not. Well, I can finally t- say my news. Yeah, let's I talk about your news. Do. It's so exciting. I couldn't say for a while because they were doing a big press release thing with it. But I, I got a new job, and I'm sure some of our listeners have already seen it on socials and stuff. But I am the new host for CityCast Boise. And I uh, got like a proper adult person day job now for yeah. the first time. and like I was get up in the morning. Over a decade, I think. Yeah, like a long time. Yeah. How does it feel? Well, I really like it. Yeah. So uh, it was kind of funny. Like during my one of my interviews, somebody had asked me like, oh, you know, this is like a corporate like eight to five job. Like, how are you going to do with that? How are you going to do with the change in schedule? And I was like. They didn't. They didn't insinuate this or say this, but I always do think it's funny how people think being self-employed means you're just like laying around in a pool, and you're like, no, I work all the fucking time, time. yeah. And like, I'm answering emails at one in the morning because if I don't, we'll starve. So, and you know, we haven't had dental insurance in in ten fucking years. You know, so uh, I was like, I think it'll be great. (laughs) I'm excited (laughs) to have some boundaries around like my work life, which. Has been true. Like it's a little, you know. Like I was like, oh, I can't just like take off and go camping for a few days if I want to. But um, it's been nice. Plan, yeah. You can plan. You can plan ahead, and it's been really nice. I really like the job, and I love everybody I work with. is incredible. It's like, it's that part of it has been such a completely stark opposite of what it's been like to be a, a woman in comedy. Like I, everybody I work with is so respectful, so kind, so compassionate, just like so happy that I'm there. Like from day one, when they, like I started, everybody, CEO down is like thrilled that I'm there, super grateful for the work I put in. Everybody's like, hey, if you, um, like no problem if you're not ready to do this. Like the way they onboarded me was very, very fast because they went daily and they hired me and it was like very quick they needed me to start really fast but like everybody was super supportive through that like I wasn't just sort of like sink or swim like along the way everybody was checking in and making sure that I was doing fine and um, I had brunch with my new work Boise work team yesterday and uh, just love everybody so much like everybody clicks and everybody's like laughing and talking and having a good time and um, it's just so different than comedy like I was doing the HR training and they first of all there's HR there's training. There's HR. There's <laughs> HR training. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird because everybody was like, you're gonna hate, you know, comedians I talked to when I when I was getting the job were like, oh, you might not like working in a corporate environment. And I'm like, and now I'm like, oh, those are all dude comedians <laughs> because yeah, I really like working in an environment where they made me watch a bunch of videos where they're like Hey, so that's uh, fat phobic if someone says that. And so we don't use that kind of language. And like um, they're even like because they're a startup, like they're kind of next level, progressive, cool, like that type of stuff. Like they really do seem like they're trying to create an environment where people do feel safe and happy and comfortable. And I've never worked in an environment where anybody wanted you to feel safe or comfortable or happy (laughs) at all. In fact, people actively work to make sure you feel Feel really minimized. Yeah. Yeah. And. And just to have like my work recognized, um, my talent recognized financially as well as, you know, just emotionally like uh, they have this like shout out thing that they do for each other and people would be like, oh my gosh, Emma, great, you know, great job on today's episode. It was so fun, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have not. When you work with – comedians are really competitive by and large. I mean that's not – across the board true I have plenty of very supportive loving comedian friends too but the overall vibe is very competitive Mm -hmm. and you're not like a team you're not working with people who are like trying to do the same thing as you and proud of the fact that you did it and and happy with what you did uh it's very very different and and just top to bottom I've just been like I like look forward to it in the morning I'm excited to like get on there and do the stuff and i've had a really good time interviewing people um we get to talk to like interesting fun people and i get a a, they really let me kind of run the interview the way i feel comfortable doing it and like honor the fact that i'm not a journalist i'm a doofus (laughs) like i think a lot of the other people in CityCast are like proper trained educated journalists and
1: i'm a bar clown so i'm kind of like Oh, hey, I've listened to every episode, but and I would not say that you come across (laughs) as a bar clown instead of a journalist. But you certainly do You're human interest focused Mm -hmm. and you're a curious person. Yeah. And you've got a good sense of humor, but you're also like capable of, uh, you know, recognizing the gravity of things. So I think you're really well-rounded and that probably is to your benefit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's one of the first times, you know, I don't know. I've been doing comedy for so long and, you know, I spent my entire 30s doing comedy and and I didn't really start comedy because I like was dying to do comedy. Like it was under duress and I just sort of was like, fuck, I guess I'll be a comedian. I'm a single mom. I have to figure this out. And I never really chose comedy and it but it does feel pretty cool now, to have dev- through comedy developed all these necessary skills for a job like this, where I'm like, oh, I did end up with yeah. like job experience. <laughs> even though I think a lot of times when you, you're a comedian and you're applying for jobs and stuff, you're like, well, I didn't finish college, <laughs> but I'm pretty street smart. <laughs> and it just feels like uh, it was kind of the whole thing, the whole thing has been sort of good for my self esteem that way. Like, even making my resume, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> wow, she's done a lot of things. I'm actually a very capable person and have done like tons of stuff. Uh, And even just, you know, like, I think comedy has you, has any kind of art job, you know, artistic job, you fight so hard for any kind of recognition, for any kind of financial compensation. And after COVID, that got even worse where jobs, you know, gigs that used to pay 900 are paying 250 and clubs have closed. And it's like, This last two years has made it so hard to be a road comic. I don't even know that it's super viable. I don't even – I don't know that that's going to be something people can do, like, moving forward. I could be completely wrong. But, um, yeah, I feel excited to not have to scramble that way. Like, I have had to scramble for, like, a decade to support me and the kids and then to finally get to a place where I'm like, cool, I get to stay here. I get to just live in my house, you know, and, like, I don't know. It's pretty nice. And it's remote. I work from my bedroom, which is really nice because you're just, like, you know, getting up and letting the dog out and grabbing a sandwich and coming back. And they're very good at, like, kind of letting you run your day the way you need to. And
1: So I'm remembering sitting out on the patio this past summer and you talking about how— You didn't know what you were going to do, but it wasn't comedy. Yeah. And like, what was it going to be? And we were like, we're just, something is going to present itself. It's
0: wild because it's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a person who really like believes in manifesting because I feel like that's super unfair to people who end up with shitty situations. Like, well, did you try manifesting? It's like, no, the universe is random and cruel. Okay. Like it's. If you get a life like ours you're very very lucky, you know, for the most part. And uh so I yeah, I at the beginning of summer, I knew I wanted to quit comedy. I was really like done after Denver. I was 100% sure. I was just mm-hmm. like I can't put up with this. I you know, I'm not a person with a huge ego and I have put up with a uh, a wild amount of disrespect professionally over the years from like bookers And other comedians and, you know, getting to a show and having to be like, like in Denver at this show, Uh, the booker came up and started talking to Alex and was like talking to him and was and then he was like, you know, Alex was like, uh, uh." and then I was like, hey, I'm the headliner. And he was like, oh, oh, no, he actually he was like, oh, is this your wife? And I was like, I'm your headliner. And he was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed. I just assumed. And I was like, you did. I was like what a wild thing to say to me in 2022 also you're holding a piece of paper with my face on it <laughs> right now I'm on the marquee you know like it was just so frustrating and like as a woman I think you swallow a huge amount mm-hmm. of that and like you're sort of almost taught to be like well don't get up in your head about it don't let it affect you know don't don't make it about your ego but like the reality is. Is like that sort of helps the system and not you and acting like that's fine and not a big deal to like, you know, uh, I had like several things like that happen to me while I was in Denver where it was just very like very stark where I'm like I've been doing this for a decade. I don't expect people to like worship me or like know who I am. But like if you're booking a show and I'm on it and I'm headlining you know, introducing yourself to me and just being acknowledging like acknowledging your existence. Civil, civil, you know, yeah. and not being like shocked that there's a lady comic. Like you booked me, you know, <laughs> like what and I just like I hit I hit my limit with that. And I think I think that for the for a long time I have felt sort of vaguely guilty or like ashamed of how um, how how harmed by this career I have been. But being in this new job is like, I'm like, oh, I have so much trauma to sort through from being a female comedian. Like I have so, but, so much. And also much.
1: acknowledging that it really is trauma. Yeah. From that. Yeah. And that it it's not you being like, a you know, a wimp, a, a wimp or, yeah. you know, weak link or whatever. Just like, oh, no, this is actually this was really bad. Yeah. And it really did damage me. Like I went
0: crazy I almost killed myself that was comedy <laughs> that was a hundred percent comedy uh, so many horrible things have happened to me on and the road and just think
1: about like well that's your humanity like oh so if yeah. you hadn't been affected so there's plenty of people who haven't been affected by that and yeah it's just like well and dudes who are like I love comedy I love being
0: a comedian I'm like yeah I bet you fucking do mm-hmm. I bet you do and you know what I watch you and I resent you And I try to, like, not let that eat me alive. And I try to be like, yeah, we have different experiences of this. But, like, the reality is, is, like, this job is giving me for the first time in over a decade the space to, like, process a lot of the ways I've been treated professionally and personally by mentors, you know, by headliners I was working with, by peers, by bookers. Um, And, you know, you... You eat that shit sandwich every time you go on the road and it pays garbage. Mm-hmm. And and there's this like, it's so, God, it's funny because it within comedy, there's this sort of disrespect for anybody with a day job. And part of the reason, you know, I had a lot of respect in the industry is people were always like, I ha- I haven't had, I've been able to be full-time comedy for 10 years. You know, that's that's pretty impressive. I've only supported me and three kids with, Comedy and a little copywriting here and there and stuff like that. But um, that is, you know, people would always be like, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Respect, respect. And now I'm like, well, that was a waste of time. <laughs> I could have had a day job this whole time and the kids and like could have, you know, afforded name brand cheese for me and the kids. But instead, I've been like living this hustle dream that we all bought into, all of us bought into for the last 10 years, I think, as artists of like, I don't know, this. It's it's like this romantic vision of what it's like to be an artist, and and now I it, when I was in Denver I met this amazing comic uh, Kristen Little I feel like I'm getting her last name wrong but she's so great and she has a really fun podcast called Bloody Mary which is like a horror podcast and we hung out like the whole time we got COVID together it was great and uh, but she ha- she's um she helps people form unions she has a very cool day job and I was talking to her and she was like yeah, you know, this is the way to do comedy for me is to have it be fun, to have it be something I go and do. Comedy on the side versus. And and she was like, yeah, people disrespect it. And they like, you know, not everybody like, not everybody treats it like, like, oh, you're a hobbyist. But like, she was like, it's so much easier. It's so much nicer. And I have fun when I do comedy because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. And I had thought I was going to quit before that, but I really like, between her and that gig I had in Missoula that was so weird, I was really like, yeah, I don't, I just don't want to make money from this anymore. I don't want to have to rely on this. I don't want to have to, you know, go do a gig that I really, 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 like I know will harm me emotionally and spiritually, but I have to go get that $1,800, you know? So yeah, it's been, um, I've only, I mean, I've only been there three weeks a month or whatever, uh, and I'm sure there will be things that drive me up the wall eventually about that job, too. But right now, I really like it and I really appreciate it because comedy has I'm has left me like a pulp, you know. Even that 16 months that I took off during COVID, I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm in a lot of pain. I'm physically, emotionally, spiritually, like... Pretty beaten up from being a lady comedian, which is like, even as I'm saying that, I feel kind of like embarrassed. Like I shouldn't be acknowledging that, you know, like I know there's a lot of dude comedians who would be like, I bought into it for so long. I thought you just had to be funny that you would, if you were funny, you would eventually get to a point where people treated you with like dignity and respect. Like they were already doing with the dudes, but there isn't, it doesn't matter how big you get. You still face all that shit. And I just don't want to do it anymore. I mean, I'm still going to do comedy. I'm taping an album in two weeks, (laughs) which is so fucking ridiculous. Yesterday, Alex, I was like working some details out with my label and like texting back and forth about like color palette shit, whatever. And then he was like, hey, didn't you want to like rework a bunch of that stuff? And that's why you had those two gigs booked. is because you wanted to rework a bunch of that stuff. And I was like, shut the fuck up. No, it's 2 We're going in two weeks here. Nothing's getting reworked at this point. He was like, oh, I'm just saying because I did have two gigs that got can- – well, I canceled one of them and uh, the other one got rained out. Um, so I didn't end up practicing the last, like, month. I haven't done comedy for, like, I don't know, two weeks or whatever, a month. And he was like, yeah, you, you were going to run that hour. I was like, yeah, I was. But now the people are going to get what they get. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You're going you're gonna to get the album uh, that I feel like making right now, which is – bad no it's not it's fine it's good it's a good album
1: i th- i think every time that we've been in a situation like this and you're talking about you know recording an album or going doing a show after a uh, long hiatus or whatever then you come back and you're like that's really the best way i can do it because <laughs> so i true. like you you like just turn it on and figure it out yeah and you're so good just on your feet like
0: well so- i get bored really quickly in material like I'm not somebody who can do an hour for five years, you know? Like, I do it – if I do it the same jokes for more than six months, I'm like, these are boring. And people will be like, write better jokes. Okay, I I'm, I'm maybe someday. But, like, for now I get bored. After about a year I'm done with an hour. So I do think, like, even the last time I did it, I was like, oh, this again. <laughs> like, I was kind of like, oh, I can't stand doing this. So it's probably good to have a break because I feel like – when I go to do the album, I'll be like, oh, these jokes. Oh, like, cause I, I forget jokes until I like go to do them. And then I'll be like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> huh? That's fun. That's cute. So, yeah, I think it'll be nice. And it's a sweet album. I think, you know, it's interesting as an artist to have like, I don't know, a, a few albums behind you and to see your sort of growth as an artist, but also like as a person. Like, I think that there was like an energy to a lot of my albums before that was like low level anger, you know, like that maybe comes across. Maybe it doesn't come across to other people, but like to me, I know it's there. And this album feels like I'm in a really good place in my life. I'm happy. I and And even this job takes a lot of the pressure off. Like before when I was like, I have to do this album, I was like, man, I really got to nail this. Uh, and I got to like really push it and get it out there. Cause uh, we were broke, you know, I was super fucking broke. And I was like, I gotta get, I gotta do this. And now I'm like, who gives a shit? <laughs> if, <laughs> if this album is shit and it bombs, uh, I have dental insurance. Go fuck yourself, America. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, Which is kind of a nice feeling. Cause I've always had to like, I've had to work so hard. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but this is make it, maybe this will make it so comedy feels like a treat. It feels fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Well, I'm super excited for you. And I am I am really excited that the just perfect opportunity arose yeah. and that you grabbed it. And you, yeah. were, you were like, I'm going to apply for that job. It's mine. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's what you got to do. You got to say, this is the job for me. Yeah. And go. And you just. I whole- said in
0: my interview, they were like, what could we do, in your opinion, to approve City Guys? I was like, hire me. Yeah. I was like, I'm I'm the guy. I'm your guy. Come on. And yeah, and I got too, to uh,
1: have a conversation as one of your... Um... Yeah, you were one of my recommendations. Yep. Yes. And it was really fun. And I think I talked maybe longer than they expected.
0: <laughs> they were like, all right, that'll... You're like, shut up. Listen to me. Listen. Listen to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I have had a lot of professional experience with you. And also I have had a lot of uh, experience working with other people. Yeah. And so I was able to actually give you a real recommendation nice. based on, you know, we've worked, we've worked on gig stuff. Yeah. We've worked, you know, on performance stuff. I know what I was this- doing.
0: recommend, They were like, all right. So for your recommendations, they were like, OK, we need like a supervisor and like a a. A uh, coworker you worked closely with, blah, blah, blah. Like stuff that doesn't really apply to someone who's been self-employed for this right. long. And I was like, what? I don't have any of that. I don't know. So I was like, you can talk to my label, I guess. I guess they supervise me. Which um, Dom from my label gave me a very glowing uh, recommendation also. And I mean, I assume, I'm assume i assuming yours was glowing. You oh, just it was. Like, this no-bake bitch. No, I was like
1: on there forever. Like whatever you do, do not hire her. No, of course it was. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And, and I've worked with you in so many capacities. Yeah. Also, you're my friend, but we have worked together. Yeah, professionally, we've done a ton of stuff. And together. so on like all these kind of different planes. And so I felt like I was a, a person who could accurately represent what you're like to work. That's with. what I thought. So, too, I was like, well, we've had a
0: podcast for maybe nine years <laughs> on and off <laughs> when we do it. Uh she probably knows me pretty well yeah yeah that was well, that was very great,
1: so thank you for the recommendation. They said that you were very glowing. well I mean and they you love didn't talking need to you. my recommendation. I'm just saying it was it was uh not a- it was not a big ask, and also you got that job because of who you are, and it was just people telling them who you were, yeah, you know oh
0: yeah, yeah, it felt i mean even that oh my God, there's a squirrel. <laughs>
1: Hello. Almost All right. Junched Spe- up my yeah
0: hat. Uh, special guest on the podcast today. Uh, boy, I thought he was really gonna come for us. I had a panicky <laughs> like, Joseph <"Joseline! laughs> uh, Rod. Yeah, it has. it It's been it's been really nice. It's been just, man. It has made me feel so much better about myself professionally. Kind of, I'm kind of like anybody who does comedy should go get a day job for a minute because everybody's like, wow, you're really good at writing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I've been a writer for 20 years. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have been a writer for 20 years. Like a lot of the stuff that normally on a resume you're trying to fudge, I was like, oh, fuck, I actually do have a ton of experience doing all this shit, you know, and social media. And like all the shit you have to do as a self-employed person uh, really translates to everything in a corporate environment. Uh, right and you're like so excited that you have a 401k <laughs> i was like whoa what i don't even know what that means i don't even know what you're doing cool thank you i have a pension it's pretty dope
1: yeah the relief that you feel from all of that stuff yeah. it's like oh i just don't actually have to worry about that anymore yeah. right now
0: yeah which i have never had my whole adult life i mean i guess maybe briefly while i was dating um, my last ex who had more, a lot more money than me, but even that was very precarious and I feel like uh, I never felt like our money. You know right. what I mean? It was never an our money thing. I was always like very aware of making less money. Um, but yeah, it, it feels very nice. Like even like little things with the kids that before I would have to be like, okay, I really have to think about this and I have to save up for it and I have to be so careful. And I have, I mean... I have been so good at living off of nothing for that you just like filled
1: your duvet with cash and you're like yeah, sleeping with money pretty now. much yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I have a little I have a little uh, s- secret hiding spot for Christmas money where every time I get change back from mm-hmm. like a purchase um, I put it in there so that when I go to Christmas shop I'm because whenever Christmas comes I'm always like fuck I don't have any money mm-hmm. and then but then I would be like haha and I would go check the Christmas sock and I would have a ton of. Well, not a ton of money, but I would have I'd have
1: $35. $35. I would
0: usually have like four <laughs> or $500 in there to do like some decent Christmas shopping and, you know, not just for the kids, but for everybody. And that always, I always was like proud of being able to save up a little money. But now I'm like, I'm, I can actually like go Christmas shopping without being stressed out about it and feeling like. Well, these sweaters are 13, and these are 16, so, you know. Get the 13. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I did have a panic attack about Christmas the other day, my annual panic attack. But usually I'm like three months into an elaborate project, and I was like, oh my God! (laughs) I didn't plan a project. You didn't do something. No. Not this year. Well, you had a project. You had your wedding. Right. So So that's that's, it. That took the place of it. So now I got to scramble and figure it out, and... Ugh, I just uh don't like like if I do an elaborate project like I've done last year I did the old dog card game yes, which so, is so cute. um I can then like give it to everybody but you know we have so many people in my family that if I don't have something like that, then I feel like I spend way more money and I'm really yeah. inefficient about it because I am not a person that shops. Yeah. So I don't know like what's out there. So I'll have to have an idea. And then it's like you have to have an individual idea for each person. Yeah. And it's that's so it's way hard. harder. It's way harder. Yeah. So
0: I my family decided like 20 years ago that we just weren't buying each other presents. And uh, I've really enjoyed that. Like I'll get I'll get something small for my mom and my aunt and they usually get me something. But uh, we have such a big family that it just – it's too much. It's too much shopping, and it's blended, too, so you have, like, weird stuff going on there. Um, and I really appreciate that. So I only have to do, like, like my mom, my aunts, the kids, Alex, you, a couple other people. I don't do a ton of – but I also – I hate shopping. Yeah, It stresses me out. I'm not one of those people who's like, let's do a little Christmas shop. You know, like, I, I feel – I have this thing that happens to me in stores, which I thought was a very singular thing, but I think um, and I started realizing that maybe this happens. I dissociate in a store. Yeah. When I get into, like, Costco or Fred Meyer, I just start walking, and I, and I start walking slower and slower, and then I'm just kind of, like, looking around, and I just get, like, blurred out, and Alex will even be like, quick shop, quick shop, come on, we're going, we're quick shopping, and I... and He's good at like hustling me through. Otherwise, I just get into a big box store and like wander around. Oh, I do too. I
1: get, I think for me, it's uh, overstimulation. Like there's too much noise. There's too many other people. There's lights. There's like lots of things to read. There's signage. There's like, I just get overwhelmed and I can't do it. And I will even like, I talk myself out of any shopping all the time because I, I can't, oh I can't do that right it. now so then I end up doing a lot of online shopping um, I can't
0: I'm bad at that which is too. terrible it yeah. is
1: I just go down like a rabbit hole where I'm like if I could find this one thing specific in my mind but then I can't and so then I'm just like on the internet like fucking around trying to find yeah. things so you know I know how they're know. like tracking you sure of course I, uh, I feel like
0: they're like You don't need to advertise her. She's never bought anything. She just puts things in her cart (laughs) and And, and and then gets anxious and and never comes back, never buys a single thing. Because I just get like, "Ah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Every purchase to me feels very stressful, so I don't ever enjoy it.
1: Yeah, me neither. I also
0: hate spending money, though, Mm -hmm. apart from being broke forever. Uh, Alex got me a very sweet, like, uh, you know— first week of your job gift, and he got me a very fancy candle and a couple other things. And then we were talking about the candle because it's supposed to smell. He saw it. It's like a viral thing. It's supposed to smell like rain on concrete, but it doesn't. It smells like teenage boy, okay? Mm. That's what it smells like is like Axe body spray and Mm. a little sweat, Mm. like a little sweaty. And uh, Even when you burn it? or Yeah, yeah. even when you burn it. And um, I was telling him like he was really bummed because he had – he is a he loves to online shop and he's a researcher. He had done all this research and got me this like gift basket of like nice candles and a few other things to make my office space nice. And so he was pretty bummed. And he was like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe how much that candle costs. I'm like, do not tell me. Do not tell me. If it was more than $7, I'm gonna be like, ah. And he was like, well, all candles cost more. I was like, don't tell me. Just don't. Whatever your candle budget is, it's fine. Just never tell me how much it costs. I
1: don't want to know. I don't want to (laughs) know. Oh, now going home and Googling rain-scented candle. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Although I will say the first couple times he burned it, I was really repulsed by it. But it has weirdly grown on me, although it does not smell like rain at all. But I'm like, maybe when the kids are gone, it's like comforting to me to be like, oh, shitty teenager. My
1: candle of choice right now is... Casey Musgraves, the um country singer mm-hmm. has a did a collab <laughs> with some candle company and their candles are, you know, I won't tell you, they're way too much money. Okay. But the candle is called Slow Burn. And it smells so fucking good. Okay. It smells so good that I got the candle and I, so I bought the candle for myself, but then I also bought a couple for gifts for people I know that like Casey Musgraves. And um, then I got the candle and I ended up only giving one away. And then I saved the other two for myself and then burned them. And then they were sold out, so I did like oh. the like the scrub of the internet <laughs> to try and get more of these candles. And then uh, just recently, she um, re-released like they they made more. Oh, so luckily, luckily, I, luckily, I cannot blow my entire candle budget <laughs> on this fucking slow burn candle, but it smells so good. But I'm all you know, like scents are so particular and yeah. so personal that. I mostly don't ever burn scented candles and yeah. don't like scented candles.
0: Me neither, uh, usually. But Alex did find me some. They are, I don't know who makes them, but they're like ginger pamplemousse. Mm-hmm. Like they all, like uh, fig and black tea. Like they have, like one is earl grey tea and fig or something like that. And it's so nice. Uh, I really like those. And I, as far as spending money on candles go too, the best candle I've ever had was when a boyfriend of mine got me Gucci candles one year, which I would have known ne- he was very into that sort of thing. But he got me a bunch of Gucci candles. And uh, I'm sure they were, s- I have no idea how much a Gucci candle is, but I bet it's really expensive. But those candles lasted for like yeah. two years. They smelled like nothing I've ever smelled before. And they were so great.
1: And they were like perfect. They were great. So well, I was and like, that oh. is the thing because a really expensive candle usually will burn for a really long time so it is it's like well you know price per minute price per minute yeah price (laughs) per minute that gucci candle was
0: probably probably worth it yeah i would never buy one for myself maybe i'll i'll hit him up see how he's doing remind me or maybe Maybe he'll get me some more maybe tell tell alex no i can't have (laughs) it i can't i can't be i don't want to i can't be spending money on gucci candles i can't do it yet after I get three kids through college, maybe I'll get myself a Gucci <laughs> candle as a as like good Maybe for you. if you get those three kids through college, they can get you a fucking Gucci yeah, candle. Yeah, maybe that's a good Yeah, Maybe that's it. How about that? I'll demand. As soon as they graduate, I'll be like, I demand a Gucci candle. <laughs> 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 like, what? We're interns.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Save up. Like
1: I did. Yeah. What are you doing for Halloween tomorrow? You Zero. Coming to my party? <laughs> Zero. No, uh yeah. I was just um. Bodie is too old to trick-or-treat. He did go down to the antique mall yesterday and get a Freddy Krueger mask. Nice. Luckily, they had that at the antique mall. That's a great find. Um, so he's going to... He said he's going to sit in the living room and watch horror movies and hand out candy and scare little kids. And I was like, okay, well, could we just dial it back on the <laughs> scaring little kids? Because the kids always... Like every year, we have a couple of criers. Oh yeah, because you know it's just they're all hopped up. Yeah, it's a really emotional time. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm like, I just really am not up for like more kids crying <laughs> than usually happens just naturally because like the dog barks and scares them or yeah. something. Yeah, no. Uh, the antique mall is reopened. We That's should exciting. go. Yeah, I um, love the antique mall. Bodie also got a Elvis record called girls 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 Ooh, he got
0: girls girls girls
1: and yeah he came home the other day and had been had watched the elvis movie and was really impressed with elvis <laughs> like it made a big impression and i was like this seems okay. odd but okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh is he gonna do like a rockabilly phase
1: no he's not gonna do any phase no no i don't think so i don't think he picks up on that kind of stuff at all no. but he does like you know he likes Johnny Cash, and he okay. likes right. you know he has a record player. So I don't know what it was about this, but anyway, the he got album. luckily. That kind of stuff is available at the yeah. antique mall. I loved the picture you posted of him
0: listening to Girls, Girls, Girls in uh, his in Fred. his Freddy Krueger mask. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. This is incredible. It should be an album cover on its own. Like, I don't know what you would do with it. It should
1: be framed somewhere. Yeah. And that Freddy Krueger mask, the eye holes are so small that you cannot see out of it. And I wish that I had taken the picture of when I walked in and he was standing there with the Freddy Krueger mask on. And I was like, hey, let me take your picture. And he turned around and he was holding the girls, 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 but upside down. (laughs) And I was like, no, you're holding it wrong. And I was like, oh, wait, no, no, that was the actual picture. That was the picture.
0: (laughs) Dang. That's hilarious. Oh, Bode. I love
1: it. So no, we're not going to do anything. We got candy. We did a little decorating. And uh, maybe next year. Yeah. You do the party next year. I don't think I want to do.
0: I've done a party since the kids were little. And yeah. we, the only year we missed was the first year of COVID. And um, I think, actually, we maybe had... You did
1: have one. We did, Even actually. first year COVID. You did, did a backyard party. we did a backyard
0: party with just... We, we let the kids all invite one person. We did an outside movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. So we, I, we've never missed one since the kids were tiny. And... Um, I'm over it. I'm done. I Like this year, I was trying to get the kids to help me clean up the yard and the house. And they're like, I only invited one person. Why do I have to have a – I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired. I don't feel like doing this. So uh, – and Alex was like, what are we doing for the party tomorrow? I was like, I'm making chili and I'm grilling hot dogs. And that is it. I'm not doing any other work. I don't have time. I don't have energy. So I feel bad that it's going to be boring probably. But it's also only family coming really in. I already talked about this, didn't I? I'm so tired. Hey, Alex – Mark. Oh, wait. I know how to do that for my job. Watch this. Oh, wait. Oh, I put a mark on it. Yeah, dog. Girl. I'm going to be such a pro. I'm going to be such a pro. They're teaching me all sorts of stuff on audition and I don't have to edit anything, luckily, but they were showing me stuff and I was like, oh, I'm going to be so good at couple skate.
1: Really? I'm going to know how to do so many things. It's so exciting after all these years. I know. It's going to, like, come together. They were like, We're going to have to think of something else to talk about. If this is going to be, like, a Pro podcast. real
0: podcast. It's going to (laughs) have decent sound quality, editing. I know. We're going to have to actually like talk beforehand and be like, what are you bringing to the table this time? And not just be
1: like, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we'll always do that just because I think that's that must be what people come back for. Yeah. They're coming back for something.
0: They love that we're tired (laughs) Um, and that I definitely sometimes repeat a story twice in one podcast because that's how tired I am. I am so tired because Alex uh, has been really combative at night again. He went through a phase where he wasn't sleep talking and sleep doing things for a while. He stopped doing it. But then now that he's been back on Adderall, it's been happening again. And uh, last night and the night before, he was super stressed out and he kept getting up and like getting because he sleeps naked. But he'd get up and start putting on his clothes. And I'd be like, what are you doing? And he'd be like, I have to get that stuff for you. I have to get all that stuff together. I got to get all. And I would be like, no, you don't. It's the middle of the night. Lay back down. (laughs) And he gets so like confused and kind of like combative with me where he's like, no, you just asked me. You just asked me to go get that stuff. And I was like, no, you're asleep, babe. Lay back down. And he's like, I'm just I just got to grab it. Just got to grab it real quick. And then he'll get to the door and then open it. And then it's like he starts to kind of wake up a little and then he'll be like, oh, what am I doing? What time does he take? his medicine during the day he takes it a couple times during the day you should maybe take it earlier i mean that's the funny thing about adhd to me is that you're taking meth right like you're yeah. taking this very addictive stimulant for most people but if, if you have adhd you cannot remember to take that so the last two days he forgot he's supposed to take it at 8 a.m and then again in the afternoon. And uh, it was like 2 p.m. And he was like, oh, fuck, I didn't take my meds. And I'm like, it's so funny to me. But
1: also don't take it then. So I have a medication that's like that where if I take it too late in the day, then I cannot sleep. Mm -hmm. And I I don't I'm not I'm not combative or anything, but um, I have to skip it if I miss taking it. So finally, even though I've taken this medication for like months and months, I finally set a uh, alarm on my phone. Yeah, so that I can. Yeah, several alarms. Yeah, so that I can take it because, <laughs> yeah, it's really disruptive and yeah. I you forget like oh this is you know yeah. gonna affect me tonight. It's it's
0: very funny to me that like here's this stimulant that most people like would be like ooh <laughs> time to take it again, but like he has like several alarms that go off in a row because it'll go off at eight. He'll forget. Oh, eight thirty-nine. He'll still forget. It's very funny to me. And he's like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck." And I'm like, "It's really hard to remember." To take I can tell. Medication. Like if we're like driving or something, and he- I'll be like, "Did you take your Adderall?" And he'll be like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck." Because it's I can always now I can completely tell whenever he doesn't. Because he always misses the streets and he's just driving <laughs> around. And I'm like, "Where are you going, bud?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> Which yeah. I also do a fair amount of. I feel like no ADHD, but. I feel like I a lot of times get into the car and then I'm like, where am I going?
1: I do that now. I used to do it because I would, I, I driving was so hab- habitual and mm-hmm. my routes were so habitual that I would just find myself like yeah. drifting through my route. But now I do it because I feel like I'm noticing like all the things around me. I'm like, oh, I'm in the car. Look at that. Oh, there's, you know, like, <laughs> like it's such a novelty to drive. <laughs> Oh, my God, look (laughs) at me out and about. And I, like, kind of scare myself. I'm like, oh, you need to pay attention. What are you doing? Like, you're driving. Focus
0: on your driving. I used to constantly end up at the comedy club because that was like, you know, like you said, you have these habitual places where you're just like, I would always jump on the freeway and then end up at the comedy club. And I so often when I was going somewhere else would end up at the comedy club and be like, fuck, what am I doing? (laughs) What am I doing here? Oh, no. Uh, But not anymore because we don't have a comedy club. So there's nowhere yeah nowhere for me to go. I have a show on the fourth. I don't know if this podcast will be out before that, but if people <laughs> want to come, I have a show on the fourth at Push and Poor Lata, and uh, we have a secret headliner. It's gonna be are you gonna tell me after this? Yeah, uh, I'll tell so you I, so
1: I can find out the secret. decide whether I want to go or not. Um,
0: I think you're gonna want to go really yeah, yeah, okay. Not because it's like a it it is somebody who's been on America's Got Talent. They are pretty well known. They're lovely. I would not know funny.
1: anybody no, who has neither. been on America's Got Talent. No. So that is not a spoiler. They, they uh, <laughs>
0: scouted me once
1: and um, they were like, hey, we're
0: really interested in having you on, blah, blah, blah. And and then I, I didn't realize this, but, and a lot of people don't. So they kind of like build a narrative for you. Like, we, like this is who we want you to play on the show, right? They're not just like, all right, cool. Come on and do your shit. Like they're like, because they do all the backstory stuff. And so I was like, well, I have a very compelling narrative, right? You can do the single mom shit. You can do, you know, whatever. Uh, I have, a- And they were like, no, we really want you to come on and we want you to be like a bumpkin. We want you to, like, really play up the Idaho thing. Like, really play up that you're a that's country off. bumpkin. And I was like, I mean, obviously I can do that. But I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, that's not – I don't – and they were like, well, what jokes do you have that are about, like, you being a country bumpkin? And I was like, well, I don't think I have – any jokes about that really I mean I do now but at the time I didn't and uh it was just so funny because I was like I don't I don't really like the narrative you're writing for me and I don't know if this is the introduction to America that I'm looking for so I was like oh what if I did this instead and then I we didn't we didn't end up happening so but I was also like uh I don't know if I want to be on America's Got Talent I've had friends who've been on it they've had a great time but I was like I'd have to be gone from my kids for like six weeks you have no guarantee of getting paid, essentially, and um, you're kind of getting introduced to people who watch America's Got Talent. Yeah, those are the people who are going to be like, they're going to be looking me up because they liked my joke on America's Got America's Got Talent, and then being like, wait, why does she have an album called Abortion, Abortion, Abortion? And just seems like a lot of hate mail to me. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day,
1: yeah, yeah. Wasn't that I think that was it. a good choice. Thank you. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. But this person's been on there. I can't I don't think they won, but I don't know. <laughs> uh but they're really funny and also really magical. Nice.
1: What uh what night of the week is the fourth?
0: probably a Friday.
1: I think it's a it's a Friday. Yeah, okay, because tomorrow is the thirty first. Yeah, it's yeah, a Friday. Okay. So it's Friday. Yeah. Yeah, we could probably make that. I have a um become. I have a good
0: I was I was thinking, you know how we have like this week in moms, we have a few themes. Yeah. Um I think we should have one that's, like, I already texted you this, but one that's, like, dude, why'd you do that? That's about, like, just something a man in your life did. So this is my, this is my dude, why'd you do that? <laughs> uh, a guy I knew from years ago, from a lot of things, okay? Like, comedy, but not, he's not really a comedian, but, like, a lot of other stuff. He's a writer, blah, blah, blah. He and we knew each other. We were kind of friends on and off. Um, and then he... But he was one of those guys who, like, you know, I c- would kind of keep my distance from. Because, like, I don't know. Not that he's, like, a terrible person. He's not. But just, like, make you know, you're like... Didn't mm, kinda, quite smell right. Didn't, yeah. Just always kind of was, like, keeping an eye on that, you know. But then uh, he married this wonderful woman who uh, I love. She's super cool. She's, like, really smart and funny. And I was like, well, so, like, now he must... Passed the sniff test, right? Because he's with this incredible woman. So I get a message. They've been together. She has kids. He does. He didn't. They got married. He seemed like he's an amazing stepdad, super involved. And and seemed like he was really good to her and with her. And uh, so I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, great. That's awesome. Um, and she, he and I have kept in touch. They moved out of state and we've kept in touch a little bit. But she and I talk a lot more than he and I ever did. And um, out of the blue, he messages me last week to let me know they've gotten divorced. Mm. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sorry to hear that. He wants to come to a show. And he's like, oh, I got divorced. And I'm like, all right, that sucks. Sorry to hear that. And he's like, and then he starts sending me a whole bunch of pictures uh, of his new girlfriend. So I think they've been divorced a couple months maybe. But his, like, new girlfriend, who, of course, is younger, right? Like, a bunch of pictures. And I'm kind of like, uh, okay. So I don't really respond to that. But then he's, like, he's, like, really excited. And he's, like, sending me pictures of him and her together and blah, blah, blah. And her, or just her, and da, da, da. And I'm, like, right on. Glad to see you're happy. Like, whatever. So, uh, and then he messaged me a couple more times after that. But I was just kind of like, all right. And then I, so I messaged his now ex-wife. I really like her. And I was just like, hey, I heard you and so and so got divorced. Just want just letting you know I love you. Let me know if you need anything. You know, I know that's probably pretty rough on you and the kids. And she's like, Oh, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. Then I get a message from him the next day that's like, Oh, it was really thoughtful of you to reach out to, you know, my ex. That was really sweet. By the way, just so you know, she left me. And I'm like, <laughs> I messaged back, like, I don't really care about the particulars. <laughs> also, none like, of my business. Yeah, I was what like, I really don't. Didn't ask, not why I messaged her. Uh, like, I was really just kind of like, uh, yeah, just knew she was probably in pain and I like her. So I was kind of like, hey, shitty, sorry. Yeah, divorce is shitty no matter what. Yeah. And she has two kids, you know, who have lost, who already didn't have an involved dad, now have lost like their stepdad, you know in that capacity he was like oh we're still co-parenting and blah 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 but you know that's still very hard on everyone involved and uh I just thought it was funny because I was like and then he was like well I just I didn't want it to sound like I was being callous or whatever I was like that's not what happened here like you messaged me out of the blue sent me a bunch of pictures of your new girlfriend then like kind of let me know that you know I messaged your ex and then did a very like well, just so you know, she left me like... okay. FYI, oh, okay.
1: she's the villain here. Yeah, just
0: FYI, I'm the victim. Yeah. And, and um, just in case you were taking sides, FYI. I was like, I do. And I kind of told him, like, I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't care, but also, like, not to be a bitch, but like... Uh, yeah, these things are messy. I don't need to know the details of it. We're, also,
1: and even if you're telling me the details, that's details from one side. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure it's complicated. Which, yeah. And also, I tell you what I've
0: never done is tell someone I was divorced and then sent them a bunch of pictures of my <laughs> new boo. You know, like, never done that. Never. Somebody of the opposite sex
1: even? Mm-mm. Hmm.
0: Nope, no, <laughs> mm uh i'm doing i'm doing good no it. i didn't ask i don't care i wasn't even thinking about
1: it uh if you were just like hey i got divorced Let it. So you know so you're you you texted her uh just checking in yeah. you know heard the news and she didn't send you a bunch of pictures of her
0: <laughs> new boo no weirdly
1: huh. or a bunch of hot picture i mean not that they were hot but and like, did she say by the way i left him no. no,
0: no, no. She just said thank you so much. I, I love you so much too. I appreciate you.
1: Hmm. Very
0: sweet of you to reach out.
1: Yeah, yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah interesting. <laughs> yeah, and it, I was like, because he, you know, he's already got a new girlfriend. And I was like, man, men do not realize what a disservice they do to themselves doing that. Like when you get, when you go through a breakup and you are hurt, you need time to heal. And I never see a dude being like, I, you know what, I just, I'm just i not dating right now. I mean, not never. I, I have some very reasonable adult male friends, obviously, who are like, yeah, I'm just taking a year off, working on myself, getting through this, mourning, grieving. Like, you really do a disservice just jumping in to something really fast or a bunch of some things and just being like, I'm going to fuck my way through this. Like, it's, <laughs> you're not. You're not. And what's going to happen is your ex-wife, she's going to heal and in a year you're going to be like babe i'm still so sad you know like you need space you need time and enter- like time to like re i don't know get that sexual energy back and stuff yeah not you you just fuck through it
1: no oh every time <laughs> no uh yeah i bet you know i i don't know i i don't know that people I, I'm always so surprised that pe- more people aren't more self-aware about, like, emotional health stuff. Yeah. Like, they're not saying, oh, I'm in a really bad place right now, and so here's some things that I could do to, Yeah, you know. Like, my heart is broken is not
0: a good place to start a new relationship. Like, I've done it. I'm not, like, saying I haven't done that. Like, I got divorced and immediately got into a very toxic, messy relationship with somebody. But, like, I'm not like, and that was pretty cool. And I would do it again. I was like, that was a fucking disaster. Right. And I learned to never do that again. And when that relationship ended, I was like, I'm going to be celibate for a good chunk of time. And I'm not going to date. And I'm not even going to think about it because I just need to, like, you know, regroup. But, yeah, not everybody not everybody does it that way. No, that's
1: true. Yeah. Bad for them.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, good luck out there. What do you got? You got <laughs> your mom's you got a mom's
1: stories? Got any good? Um, not really. Um, my mom did text me about the World Series, which I am not watching for the first time probably in fifteen years. Wow. <laughs> because my team, the Padres, uh, made it to the postseason sort of um surprisingly and then lost to the phillies in i don't know game three or game four and it felt like they just gave up but mm-hmm. also the phillies i was like mad the whole time because my least favorite baseball player of all time plays for the phillies i fucking hate this guy Who is it his name's bryce harper oh, i hate him already and he's just like this superstar but he's just like a cocksucker yeah he just is not sorry not cocksucker i don't know why cocksucker came out but
0: (laughs) uh it felt not that that that's a bad thing good yeah he's a
1: cocksucker yeah which is fine (laughs) that's not why you hate him i just like i really don't like this guy's like really bombastic replacement for cocksucker like, like asshole personality like he's an asshole yeah he's a Brett Kavanaugh
0: no even that's pretty harsh that means someone's a rapist <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never mind that's not a good insult.
1: yeah I'm not I'm not saying he's a rapist I'm just saying I don't think he's a good person yeah like uh he is a really great baseball player but every but an interaction asshole. that I've seen him have has been like really like hyper aggressive he's like hyper masculine uh, which you get a lot of that in sports, but not necessarily as much in baseball. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of types in yeah, baseball. Yeah. So we lost to him and I was like, fuck him. And then so then they went to the World Series, the Phillies did, which I probably would have rooted for the Phillies had it not been for Bryce Harper because they are playing against the Astros. Which you don't like. Who are cheaters. They went t- to the to the World Series and they cheated. Like it was proven they cheated. Really? Yeah, it involved trash can lids, stealing signs. Yeah, stealing signs by using a code with trash can lids. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, fuck and that's those guys. Illegal? Yes. Okay. I mean, there is <laughs> cheating ingenious? in baseball that is like sort of sanctioned, and you know, it's it's up for grabs. But it's like once you get to the World Series, really. Yeah. If you gotta cheat with trash can lids, like maybe it's not your time. I'm sad because Houston's one of my favorite
0: towns. I love Houston. I have a ton of friends there. So I was ready to, not that I'm going to watch it, but cheer for the Astros just based on that.
1: Yeah. Well, and they still have a lot of players that are still the same players that were from that team. So I was just like, I'm not watching this. I cannot watch Cheaters versus Bryce Harper. Wow, in the World Series. Yeah, you always watch the series. Always, I, I, and I, even if my team is not in it, for sure, my team's never been in. It, what are we talking about? <laughs> but I always like pick a team. I'm yeah. like, okay, pick a side. Love watching it, and then um, apparently they had a really like they, they. I don't know if they went to the tenth or the eleventh game. One um, Phillies came from behind or yeah. And anyway, my mom was like, what are you talking about? You're not watching this. <laughs> so she sent me like 15 texts about what, you know, that it's important that you watch it. This is a wow. game that you follow. Then you'll be able to compare, you know, I'm like, what? why do you care so much? <laughs> what do you get in this game? Wow. Like that literally is so nobody funny. else watches baseball in our family except for me. So that she's like, you know, then guilty me. Yeah. That she's I'm not guilting you wa- that you're not <laughs> watching the <world. laughs>
0: You're, listen, you're watching.
1: You Skill chose to be a fan. <laughs> now you're giving up on it.
0: Wow. That is very funny. Yeah. So we're watching. Your we, mom is such an enigma. <laughs> I love that.
1: Woo. Constantly she really surprises is. me. She really is. Have not talked to my dad since the wedding. Incredible. Realized today it's wow. like over a month. I'm like, yeah, still not ready still to not. have that conversation. Yep. Yeah. So not much else going on with me. I did have something funny happen at the post office. So I think we should also have a post office. Um, <laughs> this really is the most exciting podcast. <laughs> we end up talking about the post office of fair amount, but I want you to know this because it's okay. the same. We share a post office. Yes. So I went to the post office the other day, and somehow there was where? like I don't ever go. So where? Is so our- it's the one out uh, out Overland. There's one on Overland. You remember the gal there who gives you all the compliments? No, that's five mile. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Overland, five mile. Yeah, Overland, five gotcha, mile. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. So I always go there and there's not usually a line. It's like a great post office because you don't have to wait forever. But there was a big line. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, so I had a priority mail box and uh, so I was like, oh, I could use this kiosk out here because they have the like. Yeah, the self-check the self-checkout thing. I was like, oh, I've never done that before. I'm gonna use the self-checkout kiosk. So it takes a long time. You have to like type everything in, and um, then so then it prints out the label, and then there's like a drop, right? That big like clunk thing. So I get it all set, and the the it won't open. Where you drop the box will not open. It's just like clunk 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 stuck or locked (laughs) or something and so there's two kiosks there there's a lady next to me she finishes up she tries it I'm like yeah like it won't work so then we have to go get in line because they will not wait on you yeah you can't like interrupt and say like oh yeah can I get some help over here no so then we ended up having to wait in the line anyway so finally I get up front and there's like now, four of us who had tried to use the drop off and I give the box to the guy, I was like, you know, we're trying to use the automatic thing. It, it's like locked. It won't open. And he goes, well, all you have to do is ring the doorbell and someone will come wait on you. And I was like, doorbell I don't know anything about a doorbell I was like four of us just yeah, yeah. <laughs> did this exact the doorbell same thing. doorbell so I'm like uh okay so then I go out there and no joke like 12 feet away on the opposite wall there is a doorbell and there's like a, a pink sign but it's, you know, so far away, you could never yeah. read it <laughs> unless yeah. you, like, went up to it. And it's like, uh, if there's a problem with the, the thing, you'd ring the doorbell and wait for somebody to come wait on you. <laughs> you what, a, what a life hack you figured out here.
0: <laughs> there's a doorbell at the post office. I didn't but know that. But what? Yeah, since when? Also, why is that? the solution that's the system we have that's the system
1: <laughs> is like you don't have to wait in line, but you have to like ring the type doorbell. a bunch of stuff in the kiosk and then oh trick this doesn't work but also way over there there's apparently a doorbell that if you ring it somebody will come who the fuck knew that nobody and he Nobody's says it to me that. like I'm an idiot there's
0: a doorbell <laughs> If there's the post it. office doorbell yeah. yeah
1: nobody knew that
0: yeah nobody knew that
1: yeah also you know at the post office there's like three people that work there who's fucking coming to this door yeah that has it's not like a window or if you got another guy back there put him <laughs> put him on and put him on the register please help us and why don't you fucking unlock this drop thing yeah like why would that be that's not a faster system you no. guys the self-serve kiosk which is not self serve. It's, it's Louis DeJoy's <laughs> fault, in my opinion. I was like, this is the problem with the post office is they do shit like this, where they put a random doorbell and then expect you to like discover it. Yeah, like I'm gonna wander around and hmm, wonder what Pressing happens buttons. if I push this doorbell here. Well, now we know, though.
0: That feels good. I feel like we cracked some some little. I felt like I code. should go
1: out there and all the people using the kiosk. I should just be like, just FYI. Yeah. When you're done, here's this doorbell. You know, like they could have put a sign. on yeah. Hey, how about on the thing that doesn't work? Yeah. How about on right the drop off? Like ring the doorbell 10 feet to your left. <laughs> well. What an adventure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we know that now.
1: Well, I'm just saying it was...
0: (sighs) I haven't mailed anything in so long. Apologies to the listener who just bought a shirt. I know you've been waiting for that shirt for a (laughs) while, and I am going to mail it. It's so hard for me to mail things. It's so hard to get, like... Hey, now it's going to be easier. It's going to be easier. Now I just have to remember the doorbell situation.
1: Well, I think... It doesn't have to be hard, but I haven't cracked how to make it easier. It does feel like there's a lot of inefficiencies. And I'll tell you, it's not ordering your postage from the USPS website and then having it delivered. Because you cannot believe how fucking long it takes. Does it? It takes so long. Oh. Yes. I ordered stamps for my wedding invitations because I wanted specific ones. And I didn't want to go into the post office. And it took... I'm gonna say four weeks whoa yeah okay it's not and I'm like this is really though your job the only thing you do (laughs) and yet it takes you like quadruple the time that it would take say somebody I got my
0: I got my Gwen Eiffel stamps two years ago and I use like one stamp every five years I feel like so next time let me know I have a lot of stamps
1: I would oh, have dropped yeah. them off for you. Yeah, I was going to say I could send you over to the post office. Yeah, and then you could mail them to me faster. Yeah, <laughs> way faster. <laughs> I'm sure they would come the if next day. If I can figure day. out that
0: doorbell situation, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, uh, you got anything else? I'm trying to think if I got anything. I'm. Uh, I got a housewarming party to go to after this mm. with a bunch of comedians. Um, so that should be fun. I haven't seen anybody in so long and, uh, yeah. I have
1: to throw a baby shower now oh, for my sister. My yeah. Hate a baby shower. Me too. Really hate it. Yeah. So I've got to figure out one a time way.
0: At one, uh, at a baby shower, I happen to be pregnant. It wasn't my baby shower, but I was pregnant with Arthur and they did the game where, you tie a string to see how big around. Like, everybody takes a piece of string and guesses, like, if you, if you were to put it around the pregnant person, how long the string would need to be. And um, because I was also pregnant and further along than the pregnant woman whose party it was, they were like, we'll do Emma too, ha, ha, ha. And I have never recovered from how big people thought those strings needed to be. I'm like, what a fucked up, what kind of game is this to play With a pregnant woman's emotions. Uh, And I was enormous with Arthur. I I was so gigantic with him. And people cut strings that were like 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 40 yards long. And I was like, (laughs) okay. Did you you ever have a baby shower? Um, We did ours like after the fact. Like because after you the baby were, yeah, was
1: born, you were not here. Yeah,
0: we were so traveling. Your family and couldn't be. So no, I never had a baby shower before. But like after the fact, we would have like a big welcoming party, which is more my speed. Anyway, I you know that way the baby's there and everybody can meet the baby. And you know, I didn't want a shower shower at the time. Maybe I would. I don't know. Maybe maybe I would think it was fun now. But at the time, I didn't want to. And because my husband at the time was like, "Why don't I get to come to the shower?" So we had to have a shower where he could also be
1: yeah i uh, measured should have thought of it i mean i guess i did but my it's my sister's second baby Mm -hmm. but so i i don't know i don't i don't have kids so i don't know like what the standards are but i thought that when you you have like a baby shower for your first baby but then not necessarily for subsequent children But then her first child is seven, so she has like none of the stuff. That's the gap
0: between these kids. Yeah, seven.
1: Yeah. Well, he's gonna be seven when the baby's born. So, you know, like she's like all you know the the car seat. Fuck that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, I can't even.
1: You got a seven year old. That's a half. That's half a grown man. Yeah. Like. Yeah, we have a teenager and a puppy, and I can't even imagine. (laughs) So anyway, she. I guess was like planning her own shower and then oh. somebody was like yeah don't do that though and I thought yeah I guess I guess that's for you yeah I guess that's I can step up here well don't play the so, game where you measure yeah but also I do not want to do any of those horrible games, no, the games because are those awful. games are I feel like they're they're just all very demeaning demeaning yeah, that's exactly very, what it is every and time like done oh you're you know so cute and and stupid I feel yeah, like yeah so I don't want to do the cute and stupid party no and uh she did have a
0: what if you, co-ed just, shower last what if you time. have a stripper yeah <laughs> have just have a male stripper and uh yeah I think that's what you do jello shots
1: okay yeah, I'm gonna probably ask She'd a few that. other people.
0: <laughs> I've never thrown. <laughs> and a then a I'm just gonna today.
1: narrow it down. I don't think I have either. I mean, I've thrown plenty of parties. Uh, I guess maybe my older sister. We did kind of a joint shower, but oh, I fucking hate any kind of shower. I hate wedding showers. Did you yeah. notice? Did not have one. Yeah,
0: I hate them too. <laughs> Bachelor parties. Cannot stand
1: them. Yeah, none of that. So I've yeah. got to figure out a way to do it so that it's not All right. Disgusting. Well, I can't wait to hear embarrassing. How it. Goes. Yeah. Yeah. Do not invite me.
0: I love your sister. I love her. But don't. I
1: was gonna ask you to come and do a
0: <laughs> do a tight ten. Yeah. On on babies. On babies. Oh my God. I mean, really, you are the mom comic, oh right? Oh my gosh. That's what I do. I'm the mom comic. You're the mom bumpkin comic. I know. What am I gonna do when my kids are out of the house? I don't have anything left to talk about. They're never leaving. It's <laughs> fine. It's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, this is great. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <gasps>